A man is trapped, isolated without reason, without cause. He doesn't know what to do, how to escape, or what they intend to do with him. What has he done to deserve this? He asks. And perhaps, deliberating this in his mind during his time there, the answer is nothing. In the tale titled, the box. And buying a house should be an amazing experience. A door to another adventure. A new beginning. And an acknowledgement of good things to come. With windows to opportunities unforeseen. Except this house, well, it is us that is its opportunity. In your second tale, Domum Vivum, by Roman Hahn. Listeners, strap yourself in for these two tales, warning there is coarse language in this episode. And before we begin, I want to thank the three lovelies that spearhead this show. Matthew J. Bauer, the wise, Maya, the protector, and divided by Zero, the slayer. In light of today's second story, I wanted to give you titles that represent the strength you imbued to this podcast. Thank you for always supporting the show. It means the world to me. My Ulgrain forces. Chad Warren, Just Heather, Lee Bauer, Lorraine Crisanto, Mace Joe, Paige Marcini, Peter Raffaelli, and Michelangelo Yacone. You lovelies keep the show on the rails and growing. Thank you all for your support. Now turn off the lights, turn up the sound, and if you smell vinegar... Well, find something sharp. This document was recovered by an anonymous source from the incineration bin of an institute that will go unnamed for reasons of national security. Pertinent government officials have since confirmed the content of the document to be a work of fiction. All spelling and grammatical errors are intact. No other information is available. Day one. My name is Adam Frederick Rowe. I was born on September 1, 1980. My mother's name is Emily Mary Johansson Rowe, and my father's name is Nathan Lee Rowe, 1016 Marbury Street in Lake Point, Wisconsin. I'm writing all this because I don't know what's going to happen to me. I had this notebook in my pocket when I woke up. I didn't buy it. Pencil, either. I don't know what time it is or what day it is. I don't know where I am or how I got here, either. It's a box-shaped room. There's no doors, windows I can see. The walls, ceiling, and floor are sheet metal. This room is made out of metal that isn't reflective at all. I think it's steel, but I don't know for sure. Regular bare light bulb in the ceiling. I can't look right at it. The last thing I remember is going to bed at home. Wish I was there. The date on that day was November 14th, 2007. That could have been an hour ago. Or it could have been a year ago. Maybe more, or maybe less, I don't know. Actually, I don't have a beard, so probably a day at most. I have no idea how I got here, or who brought me. Or how long I've really been out. 
My head doesn't hurt or anything, and nothing's wrong with my body. Fucking weird and confusing. I don't see any way for fresh air to get in here. Worried. I've read stories about this thing happening. Where some random guy gets kidnapped by some testing institute, or aliens, or the government, and they do psychological tests and stuff. I think there's this Kurt Vonnegut story, where a dude is stuck in a big metal room like this one and has to find a way out. He freaks out and thinks for a while, and eventually he breaks the light bulb and uses the electricity to try and melt his way out or something. And it turns out the big door was unlocked the whole time. I don't have a door, but I do have a light bulb. I'm not going to break it. It's the only light in here. I'm not going to sit in the dark for however long I'm in here. I just got truly scared about what's going to happen to me. Why am I here? What am I going to eat or drink? I bet some agency or crazy scientist kidnapped me like in those stories. I hope this isn't to see how long I last. That is not how I want to die. Am I going to die in here? Fuck that. I'm hungry. I remember hearing in school that people are made to be able to survive in hard times, so I should be good for a while. A while. I'm gonna take a nap to save energy and get being hungry off my mind. My hand has a cramp. Maybe I'll dream about stuff that isn't this boring, shitty, fucking box I'm in. Good morning, afternoon, night. Me. Day 2. I don't really know if it's the next day or not because once again I have no idea how long I was asleep. I had to wait up until I was exhausted so I could just pass out. This floor is really uncomfortable. Also, there was a turkey sandwich and a glass of water in the middle of the room when I woke up. I have no fucking clue how they got here. But I'm relieved for lots of reasons. First, it means someone is watching me, or at least cares if I survive or not. Also, it means there is some way out of this place. Everything else in here is the same. I didn't write this yesterday, but I banged on the walls and yelled and jumped and all that. But all sides of the box are pretty solid. The metal doesn't ring out or shake when I hit it. Like there's concrete or something behind it. Also, there's hardly any of that weird metallic echo in here. It's a good thing I'm not claustrophobic or anything. Or I'd be flipping out. It's so quiet. Impossibly quiet. No air movement. I don't know how I can breathe so easy. Lucky the temperature is comfortable. Because the floor is not. Cold sheet metal? Sucks. For a while I thought maybe the food was poisoned or something. But that would be pretty retarded of them to do. The food and water don't smell or taste weird. I guess I should be more concerned with the fact that I'm a prisoner. I saved some of the sandwich for later in case I got hungry again. It made me a little less uncomfortable to find that the turkey on the sandwich was in a generous amount. Not stingy chef in this place. But everything else is awful. I hope they leave me a radio or something next time because it's really, really easy to get bored. I spend most of my time either writing this or singing songs I know. I bet if they left a guitar, I could make the world's greatest rock song. I'm gonna stop. Time to eat the other half of the sandwich and practice my Robert Plant voice. Day 3 
Another day, another sandwich. <laughs> Words to live by, literally. Nothing happened today, but I did do a kick-ass job singing Stairway. Maybe tomorrow I'll switch it up and do some Boston. Is this what solitary confinement is like? Day 4. Oh my god, I can't believe it. This... This morning, when I got up and scratched my cheek, I noticed someone had fucking shaved my face. And they fucking did it when I was asleep. What the fuck? That, of course, means I could have been here for more than a fucking year, in a coma or whatever, and those assholes kept me groomed so I wouldn't know. I am pissed the fuck off. So those assholes think they can trick me, eh? Well, I'll trick them right the fuck back. I'll pretend to sleep tonight and when some dickhead comes in here with his stupid turkey sandwich, I'll kick him right in the balls and get the fuck out of here. That way, in case they read this while I'm asleep, I'll still be awake and they won't get a chance. This ends tonight. Okay, a bunch of hours have passed since I've stopped writing, and I'm starting to get tired, so it's pretty much night time now. What I'm going to do is rest my head on my arm like I usually do and try to sleep. When they come, I'm gone. Day 5. Fuck! I fell asleep, but I laid there perfectly still for fucking ever, and they never came. I even had my eyes closed. I bet they could tell when I was really asleep somehow, because there's another fucking sandwich here now. I'm too disappointed and angry to eat it, but I did drink the water. I threw the glass at the other wall and it exploded into pieces. It was so nice to hear a sound that wasn't made by me or the pencil on the paper. I'll break every glass those fucks have until they let me out. God damn it, I'm sick of this box. I wonder what people on the outside are doing. I really am a prisoner, but why? What the fuck did I do to get tossed in here? The air in here is so dead and stagnant. I haven't seen the sun for days. Is this some kind of torture? The sun. My sun is a bare fucking light bulb, and it's always on. That sun never sets and never rises. It just sits in the middle of the ceiling. I just had a tantrum and threw the sandwich at the wall where the shards of glass are. I feel a little better, but not enough. I'm going to sleep. Please, let me wake up at home. Day 6. New sandwich and new water glass, and no sign of the old ones. I can't help but wonder how long I've really been in my box room prison. I say it's day 6, but my sense of time is terrible and nothing ever changes to indicate that any time has passed. Are they trying to make me insane? Because it's not going to work. I don't have any weird mental imbalances. I've seen enough episodes of The Twilight Zone to know what happens to guys who are left alone for too long. Or that movie with Tom Hanks on an island? Shit, I'd do anything to trade places with him. More to eat than turkey sandwiches, I'd imagine. And all you've got to do for a change of scenery is turn your head. Ocean here, palm trees there, and a big, beautiful sky. I turn my head, I see... Box, 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 box. Okay, Adam. No more feeling sorry for yourself, and no more talking to myself in third person either. Last thing I need is an excuse to catch the crazies. Even this could be worse. 
I miss the sky. I think they might be reading my notebook. They know when I sleep and when I don't. Can they see me right now? Oh god, I hate this feeling. I've been screaming at them, but I don't even know if anyone can hear me. If you are reading this, please, let me go. Day 7. I cried today. Probably from stress. I didn't hold back either. Because, who's around to know? If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Yes, it does. I wonder if someone can see me right now. Maybe one of these walls in see-through on one side. I mean, how else would they be able to tell if I was really asleep? I also realized that I need to start exercising so I don't wither away. I think I've lost some weight, but I don't want that to continue for too long. So I ran around a bit in the box. It seems smaller when I'm standing up. I don't think I described the dimensions of the box, so I'll write them here now with some guest measurements. Height, 8 feet. Width, 8 feet. Depth, 8 feet. I guess this box is a cube. That's fun. I'm tired and my hands hurt. Day 8. When I woke up, I realized there's probably a camera or switch or something on the light bulb. After my shitty turkey sandwich and glass of water, I'm going to check it out. Day 9. Oh god, I broke the light bulb yesterday. I have never seen such terrifyingly pure darkness. Darkness and silence. I accidentally cut myself on a piece of the glass, so I felt my way to a corner and cried again. This time a whole lot. I thought I would be trapped in darkness forever, and that this is what hell must be like. I cursed myself hoarse until I fell asleep again, expecting the world to be black when I awoke. Instead, this morning I found a shiny new light bulb in its place, and my cut on my hand was bandaged. I don't know what I would have done without another light, and I don't want to think about it. I wrote my name, which is Adam Frederick Rowe, don't forget, on my bandage, and made a song about my experience. It goes like this, simple little light bulb, you defend me from the dark. First I didn't like you, so I banished you away. Then you cut me back, I learned a lesson in the dark. You returned and now, I will respect you every day. It goes to the tune of a song I don't remember the name of, but I think it's by some old heavy metal band. It's not very good, but I don't care. I don't think anyone else will ever hear it, so if I don't like it, then no one does. I'm lucky they replaced the light bulb, but I'm not sure I like this one very much, honestly. It's barely noticeable, but this new light bulb is a little brighter than the old one. I hope it gets a little dimmer. It's too bright. Idiots, it's too bright. Day 10. 10 days. It feels like so many more have passed. Maybe they have. I am already sick of my light bulb song. Sung too many times. Gotta make a new one. I am very glad there's plenty of lead in this mechanical pencil, which was made by Bic. It's the round stick grip pencil with 0.7mm lead, or graphite. It has a green little thing that lets you attach it to stuff. Note to self, they really do spell stick as S-T-I-C. I wonder why. Maybe they don't have any K's in their little pencil name printing arsenal. That would make sense, because there aren't any K's anywhere else on the pencil either. I am really sick of turkey sandwiches. I wish they would give me something else to eat. 
I would love a cheeseburger with everything and fries. I just yelled that. Maybe they will listen. Fucking doubt it. Let me go. Day 11. I thought by now I would have needed a shower or a change of clothes, but I don't. Maybe they washed me when they shaved me too. That sounds really creepy and horrible, but it's nice that they do that. I just wish they would wake me up first, so I could see or touch someone else. I refuse to give names or personalities to the pencil, the notebook, the light bulb, or even the box. But maybe I should call my captors or caretakers something. Just them, and they, have been good so far, and I don't know anything about them. Do they have families, live outside of this place? How many of them are there? Are they even human? Oh fucking Christ, of course they are! Don't go crazy now. Adam, 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 Adam. I wonder what I look like right now. Probably not too bad. It's only been 11 days. My cut is starting to heal. I know because I looked under the bandage. My name is still on the bandage. Adam. It's been a few hours. I read over the paragraphs above and I sound like I'm getting Stockholm Syndrome. That is some bullshit. So I reminded myself that I'm here against my will and they won't let me leave. And I did nothing wrong. Nothing. I hope the box isn't getting to me. I know they designed it to be the way it is. So plain and hopeless. Those lousy heartless fucks won't beat me. I can last in here forever. I won't go crazy and I won't let them get to me. Adam, Adam, Adam Frederick Rowe. Day 12. I fucking hate turkey. Why do they give me so much of it? Assholes. I'm almost out of lead. Today I screamed until I was hoarse. I don't know why. Fuck all of this. All I want is a cheeseburger and fresh air. My cut is totally healed already. I thought it took longer than that for wounds to heal. Day 13. I'm sorry, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I don't care if they feed me and groom me. I hate them. Hate, 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 hate. I broke the glass again and scratched the hell out of the walls a little while ago. The sound of glass screeching on metal was horrible, but I continued in hopes it was hurting their ears too. I feel better now. I little, but I have a headache. Bad one. Maybe they will give me some aspirin. They put more lead in my goddamn pencil. It's a sick joke. Day 14. I'm writing late in the day today because I spent the whole day testing the walls, floor and ceiling for any indication of how to get out. No luck. No hope. Can't do this anymore. Yes, I can. God damn it, they will not win. Those monsters will not defeat me. They won't. 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 Day 15. I'm scared and I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. I have to go on, but why? They've taken everything from me. Everything. All I have is that motherfucking light bulb. This notebook. And this stupid pencil. Oh, and don't forget the box. I don't believe in God. But if I did, I wouldn't anymore. Fuck. Day 16. Same. Day 17. 
thing. Day 18. Every. Day 19. Day. Day 20. What do you want from me? Do you want me to kill myself? I won't. I will beat you, cunts. Day 23. When I read my first entry, I realized what a fucking moron I am. I was doomed from the start. What a morbid thought. <laughs> Day 2829. My life is over. There is no point. I never expected to die in a place like this, but I guess I really don't have a choice. Never did. I wasted my life and now I die in a metal box. Day 43 and on. Attention my keepers, I curse you forever. There is no rung of hell low enough to contain you, and so I wish with all my heart infinite and eternal pain. Without the release of death, infinite and eternal. Do you understand? Hate. I'm so sorry. What I meant to say earlier was thank you for taking care of me while you had me in the box. Tell Lightbulb I loved her, even though she betrayed me. Turkey, 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 turkey sandwiches. I'll never eat another turkey sandwich as long as I live. And tell the pencil and notebook that I won't be around to use them anymore. So they have to look after each other. Maybe they know now that I wrote this. I'm especially sorry to the glass. I broke her so many times. Now she's gonna get all bloody and broken just one more time. Finally, tell the box he did a good job holding me inside. I know he'll be happy to hear it. <laughs> Love, Adam. Oh, please God. I'm scared. So much blood. I take it back. I don't want to die like this. Please, help me. Tired. I was wandering around the trail nearby my home when I noticed something on top of a hill. It was a church tower from what it looked like to me. I decided to go check it out since it was morning and still had all day to do what I pleased. I noticed houses nearby that looked abandoned for many years along with the church. I, being too much of a coward to go into them alone, decided to bring some friends along to check them out. We didn't find anything out of place, but one of the houses reeked really bad. My friends were all goofing around while I took this place serious. I noticed something sticking out on top of a bookstand. It was a journal. I skimmed the first couple of pages before my friends decided to leave. There was something scribbled on the front page, but the page was in a very bad condition, which made the letters illegible. It may have been the owner's name. I took the journal with me and mostly all of the entries are normal. However, the journal was a quarter away from being finished when entries stopped. The last couple of entries read the following. Sunday, March 14th, 1976. I finally bought a house. You too blurred out to read. Two floors and the view is amazing. I could see the ocean from here and the sunlight is really nice and warm. The neighbors are really nice as well. Some have even offered to assist in helping me move in. Anyways, I have to continue unpacking and moving in the furniture. 
Things are peaceful at night. The only sound hearing are the crickets chirping. The sky is just as amazing at night as it is during the day. No obstructions or large amounts of light obscuring the stars. I can see just about every star that is visible with eyes alone. The house seems to be in working conditions. Nothing seems to cause p another chunk too blurry. Ept the pipes. I'll be sure to talk to a plumber about it. My bed isn't set up entirely, so I'll be sleeping on the couch for tonight. Monday, March 15th, 1976. I called a plumber and said he would be here around tomorrow noon. However, the pipes don't seem to have a problem anymore. Either way, I'll have them checked out just to make sure things are alright. In the meantime, I should probably continue unpacking. I have finished constructing my bed today and unpacked all the books I had along with all the dishes. A neighbor came over as well to help me along. After we finished, we sat down in the porch and had some lemonade to help us cool off. She went back home after some time with a concerned face. She left in a hurry so I couldn't ask her what was wrong. Things seem a little quieter tonight than last night. There are crickets chirping, but it doesn't sound like all of them are. It's pretty cloudy today, so I can't stargaze tonight. Might as well read a few pages of a book and go to bed. I was resting on the couch when I heard a strange noise coming from the basement. I'll have to check that out soon enough. The rest is too blurry to read. Tuesday, March 16th, 1976. The plumber came by and said there was nothing wrong with the pipes. I guess that was money wasted for nothing. Still, it feels good to know that the pipes are fine. I'll be going out to buy some groceries. I haven't seen the neighbor that helped me out yesterday. I couldn't help but notice that the walls look different since I've been back from shopping. I touched the living room walls and they felt like dirt blurry in. It kind of freaked me out and has actually made me think of moving out. But I just moved in and I would need to start looking again for another house. In any case, I'll be sure I'm moving out of here as soon as possible. The pipes have been acting up again as well. So I'm uncertain about the house at the moment. Wednesday, March 17th, 1976. I was out working in the lawn earlier today. When I heard a noise coming from the house, I've talked to some of the neighbors I've seen as well, and they all have this dislike towards the house. All the people I've talked to said that the house had an ominous feeling to it. I haven't seen all the neighbors, which makes me uneasy. There's times where I come back from work and don't feel like entering the house. I sometimes notice that the walls and roof move only slightly up and down, as if it had a pulse. I would tell the other neighbors, but I fear that they'll think I'm crazy. I remembered about the strange noises that came from the basement and went to go check it out. The pipes seem to have some sort of water current going on in them. However, not all the pipes are for water, which concerns me. I noticed that on a wall, there was something written which read, Qui intravar domum vivum consumateur. I was completely shocked to find this on the wall that went back upstairs. I went to the restroom to find that the faucet was dripping this strange fluid. It smelled like vinegar, but not exactly. It was a clear, yellow kind of color. I did my business quickly and left the restroom, only to find that the kitchen sink produced the same fluid. I couldn't make any sense of it anymore. The plumber said the pipes were working fine, and that nothing was wrong. Did he lie? I can't sleep due to the constant beating 
and what sounds like someone breathing. When I was fumbling around to turn on the light and write this entry, the walls didn't feel the same as they did before. It feels like it's got moisture in them now. They also grew pinker and more skin-like. Thursday, March 18th, 1976. I can't get out. I can't find the door nor windows. I woke up and it was completely pitch black. I had to search for the light switch that I regret turning on. The walls became skin, actual skin. I could see the little veins that run throughout the skin walls. The bathroom reeks really bad of vinegar and the weird clear yellow substance is all over the place. The beating is extremely loud and so is the breathing. I can't pinpoint where the beating or the breathing is coming from. I went to the living room and I could see light passing through the skin. I am certain that there's a window behind all the lighter colored skin sections. If I could find a knife, I would cut through the skin. But the knives are all in the kitchen drawers, which have been entirely covered by the skin-like walls. I banged and punched the skin, and I could hear what I believe are grunts due to pain. The basement is covered with what I believe is some sort of giant, gushy tube-like thing. It looks like some sort of intestine to me. It appears like it can open and close when needed to. Just thinking of the fact that the intestine-like thing can open and close makes me feel like food. I tried screaming, but I don't think anyone heard me. The electricity went out, and the only light I have is the light passing through the skin. Oh, how I miss the outside. It feels stuffy and humid in this house. Friday, March 19th, 1976. Most of the rooms have been blocked off by the skin-like walls. The only rooms accessible are the kitchen, the bedroom, and the bathrooms on both floors. The faucets have lost their shape and become these vein-like things which are drooping down in the sinks. They are also releasing more of the awful smelling fluid. There's little puddles downstairs already, and I fear that if this continues, I may either drown or suffocate from the smell. I went downstairs to attempt on getting out again. The stairs have been blocked off, and the only thing that can pass through is the fluid. I have almost managed to claw my way out of here. Hopefully I'll manage to break the window and at least call for help if I can't escape. I've also looked around for anything sharp to help me out, but there's nothing I could use. The skin has covered everything, so I'm stuck in an empty room that has the shape of what used to be there. Saturday, March 20th, 1976. I can't write any longer at night, for it's too dark to see. I could hear the crickets outside again. I miss the night sky, the cool air, the sea. However, I miss the stars the most. The rest of the paragraph is illegible. My shins and feet are in pain. I believe that this fluid is some sort of acid. Stomach acid now, that I think of it. But stomach acid isn't yellow. In any case, I have to get out of it and get to high ground. The last paragraph is almost completely destroyed. And the only words legible are... Flee. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed both your tales tonight. The box that imparts madness through nonsensical instances 
and the air of hopelessness that sinks into the prisoner's mind, slowly eating and consuming their mental state, and the house that pickles its victims to only consume them slowly over time. The picture plant of houses, so it seems. The topic, as you may have guessed, was consumption and deterioration. Folks, I'll see you next week Monday for something new, something different, and I hope I can bring some spark into your life, like you're doing when you listen to this show. Before I head off, I want to read a recent iTunes review that had me smiling the entire day today. By Smugderf, <laughs> awesome name, makes the workday go by quickly. Came across this podcast one day and haven't stopped listening since. Now it makes the workday go by fast, so I share with coworkers. now they listen, and we're going to share some stories of our own. Mate, that is brilliant. I can't wait to hear your stories. Smugderf, I also know who you are, buddy, from your emails to me. Thank you very much. And I really appreciate you going the extra mile and leaving a review. That's very kind of you. If any of you out there have a couple of seconds spare, just like Smogadurf, hop onto my iTunes page in the show notes, click on my logo and leave a review. It helps people like you find the podcast, and you people are the exact kind of people that I want listening. Again, thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. And as always, till next, we meet.